We are on Yevamos, the bottom of Vav Manalef, on 6A4 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara just went through two different cases and two different suggestions to find the source for the idea that that a positive commandment overrides a very severe negative commandment. They first brought a verse, a Pasuk that connects the laws of Shabbos and honoring one's parents. And they said that maybe we could prove from there that the fact that we needed an explicit verse to tell us that one does not listen to one's parents uh, if they tell you to violate Shabbos. You wouldn't have to listen. You don't. You do not listen to the parents. Uh, and that's a case of a positive commandment where it does not override a negative commandment, a severe negative commandment. And the verse uses that to tell us that it's the exception. And the rule is really that a positive commandment does override such a severe negative commandment. The Gemara rejected that. Essentially, uh, the Gemara in the conclusion says that, that case is anyways not a case of a positive commandment, but it's just hechsher mitzvah. According to Tosos, it's just a preparation for the mitzvah itself when you honor your parents by cooking for them or whatever it is they're doing, using the animal. Uh, that's just preparation. And then the Gemara also gave a different suggestion uh, from a different pasuk, a different verse, which connects Shabbos to building the base of Mikdash. And there too, the Gemara wants to say, oh, we see from there that you, we do not perform the positive action of building the base of Mikdash when it is Shabbos, and that's the exception to the rule. Really, the rule is that a positive commandment does override such a severe negative commandment, uh, such as the violation of Shabbos. And the Gemara rejected that too. Again, the Gemara gave through a similar back and forth. And in the end, the Gemara also says that that is a case of Hechshar Mitzvah, a case where it's just a preparation for the mitzvah itself. And the Gemara then even asks and says, why do I have to have that same idea twice? Why do I have to have it by honoring one's parents? And why do we also have to have it when it comes to the building of the base of Mikdash? And so then the Gemara, this is what we're up to, the Gemara is going to say, you know what, really, when it comes to the Pasuk, to the verse that deals with the building of the base of Mikdash and Shabbos, it's really not there to teach us anything about positive commandments or even uh, commandments that are, it's not the positive commandment, but it's just the preparation for the positive commandment. It has nothing to do with the preparation for the positive commandment, overriding a negative commandment. It's really the connection between Shabbos and building the Bismarck Mikdash is really something else, which is what we're about to discuss now. What exactly is the connection? Because it's not necessary to teach us about positive commandments overriding negative commandments, because that, we already had a very similar idea when it came to the Pasuk, the verse about honoring one's parents and Shabbos. Just before we even go there, there is a discussion as to when it comes to the building of the base of Mikdash, is the mitzvah, the building itself of the base of Mikdash, that when one builds the base of Mikdash, one is fulfilling the mitzvah of building the base of Mikdash, or is the mitzvah just the end result, the end result of having a base of Mikdash, of having the temple, that itself is a is a discussion. Okay, but now let's move on with the Gemara. The Gemara says, So why do I need, if the verse connecting Shabbos and building the base of Mikdash is not about a positive mitzvah overriding a negative commandment. So then what is the connection between Shabbos and the building of the Beis HaMikdash? Which it just happens to be an interesting connection because we say that Shabbos is a holiness in time. Observing Shabbos is holiness in time. And the Beis HaMikdash, our temple, now our shuls, which is referred to as Mikdash Ma'at, a miniature temple, uh, they are holiness in space. And so we already see from the verse itself that there's some sort of connection between Shabbos and the base Hamigdash. Additionally, we're going to see that there's going to be a certain connection here 
which says that the holiness of the base of Megdash, of the temple, was not limited to time, was not limited to just when the base of Megdash was around, when the structure was around. And some of uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein has this idea, Rav Salvechik also has a similar idea, where they say that the base of Migdash is connected to Shabbos. Don't think that the base of Migdash, the holiness of the base of Migdash is in the structure itself. It's not about the structure itself, but it's what is contained within the structure. What is contained within the structure? In the Shul and in the base of Migdash, what do we have? We have the Aron. We have the Ten Commandments. We have our Torahs are in the, are in the, our Migdash Ma'at, our miniature temples, i.e. our synagogues, our shuls. And that is what gives it the holiness. It's not just the structures themselves, but it's the Torah. The Torah is what gives, is the, is really the, the what gives the holiness to the entire building, and that Torah is not limited to the building. The building, it's really we don't just uh, observe the commandments in the building itself. We don't have to. We don't act on an, uh, only uh, uh, with halacha in the building itself, but it really extends beyond the building. It extends to outside in our own homes. The observance of Shabbos in our own homes. And it applies uh, to all aspects of our lives. So let's just see the Gemara. We're going to have probably also a shorter uh, recording for today as well. But let's see the Gemara in terms of the connection between Shabbos and the base of Middash. The Gemara says, We need it for the following brisa, for the following reason. The Gemara asks, Does a person, when it, there's a mitzvah to this verse that we just quoted, that one should have been in awe of the Temple, the base of Megdash, does that mean literally the base of Megdash itself? Is that what we have to fear? The the structure of the base of Megdash? Sigmar says no. Tamaloma, the verse says, the verse connects, the Pasuk connects Shabbos to the base of Megdash. Nemra, Shmir, B'Shabbos, Nemra, Mora, B'Megdash. It says that you have to have Shmir, you have to safeguard, you have to observe the Sabbath. It also says that you have to have awe and fear and reverence to the base of Megdash. Mashmir, Omar, B'Shabbos, just like when it comes to the observance of Shabbos. Turning the page to Vavam Bez and to 6B1 in the art scroll. Lo mi Shabbos atam We don't uh, observe, we don't have reverence towards Shabbos. Shabbos. We have reverence towards the one who commands Shabbos. So we have to observe Shabbos because God told us to keep Shabbos. So the same thing is true when it comes to the base of Megdash. Af mora ha So too the reverence that one has to have with regards to the base of Megdash, with regards to our temple. Lo mi Mikdash atam it's not the base Amidash, it's not the structure itself that we are in awe of, but we're in awe of Hashem. And the Gemara continues and it says, What is what is it the, the what does it mean to have fear of the uh, and be in awe of the base Amidash? Practically, not just in terms of your mindset, but practically what are you allowed to do, what do you have to do, what are you not allowed to do in the base of Migdash? And there's also many of these laws also apply to our synagogue, to our shuls. And so the Gemara says, Lo yikhanis adam bahara bayis b'maklo b'minolo b'pundoso u'ba'avak shalgabe raglov. You shouldn't come in with your with your staff or with your shoes. You have to go in barefoot and also with your money belt as if you're going in to do some sort of business. No, that's not. You can't have that. You have to have uh, a certain mindset when you go in and that reflects. It's also you have to you have to look a certain way. To reflect that mindset. And also, you can't have dust on your feet. Even though you don't have shoes, you can't have dust on your feet. Uh, the, the idea of shoes, uh, we know we have that elsewhere also in the Torah. 
of, of taking off your shoes in a, in a holy place. Shoes perhaps represents physicality. Velo yasinu kapandarya. You also, you're not allowed to make the base of Migdash, and this also applies to our shuls, our synagogues. You can't make it into a shortcut. You can't go walk through. You have nothing to do in the room or nothing to do with the base of Migdash. You're just using it as a shortcut. That's also improper to do. You don't use that space as a shortcut to walk through some uh, place. Rikika mikol vachomer. And also, you're not allowed to spit, says the Gemara. You're not allowed to spit in the base of Migdash. It's uh, not proper to do in our base of Migdash. The Gemara then continues. And says, This you might think that this only applies during the time that the base of Mikdash was around, that, that it was that it was standing. But now that it's destroyed, does this apply to the area of the base of Mikdash? Tamalomar, the verse says, it does. But again, it repeats our connection to Shabbos. And just like when it comes to Shabbos, we have to observe Shabbos forever. The observance of Shabbos applies forever. So too when it comes to the, our fear of the Beis Hamikdash, which interestingly does not depend on whether it has holiness. There's a big discussion, dispute between the Rambam and the Ravid, whether or not there, the holiness continues to exist in the Beis Hamikdash now that it's destroyed. But independent of that, whether you hold that it, there is holiness or not, there's a separate fact, separate idea that you have to have this reverence towards. The base, the area of the base of Mikdash, even if, though it's physically not present, you still have to have that reverence towards the base of Mikdash for what it represented, what it continues to represent, the Torah that it represents, and so you have to continue to have uh, have that reverence towards the base of Mikdash. The Gemara then is going to continue in our next recording. We'll get, we'll get to it, but the Gemara is going to continue with our original question that we gave a few suggestions towards, but we don't have, we haven't come up with an answer. They rejected those suggestions. Is there a source for the idea that a positive mitzvah can override such a severe negative commandment? The Gemara suggested aim, honoring one's parents, the base of Migdash, building the base of Migdash, whether that overrides Shabbos or the fact that it doesn't override Shabbos. Uh, the Gemara gave a few suggestions, but we, it, it rejected those suggestions. And now we're, we want, the Gemara is going to give a, a, another suggestion. Do we have a source for the concept? It, is this even true? Is there an idea that, the, that a positive commandment could override such a severe negative commandment?